Hi there. Thanks for listening. This episode is sponsored by Matt, the Mortgage Guy, a California mortgage broker and real estate investor with your interest in mind. For good, honest advice and any of your residential financing needs, go ahead and shoot him a message at matt at themortgageguy.com or feel free to text him directly at 916-529-7600. Remember, when you're ready to apply, call Matt, the Mortgage Guy. And just so you know, for one rental at a time fans, he is waiving his $6.95 processing fee. Take care. Getting ready to go outside and do my first workout of the this brand new year. And before I did, I thought I'd have a conversation with you about San Francisco real estate. I have seen that on my YouTube channel, one of the greatest searches is San Francisco. So I thought what I would do is I would take some notes about what I think is going on in San Francisco real estate. I do expect there to be price destruction, price erosion, a crash, but I don't think it will be even across all assets. I don't think it will be all at once across all assets. So what I thought I would do is just kind of put my thoughts out there. I do get asked a lot about it here because I live in the Bay. I've been here for 50 years or almost 50 years. So this is what I think is going on in San Francisco today. This is where I see the opportunities coming. Let me know what you think. We're going to go through all kinds of stuff in this video. Take some notes. Let me know what you think. And let's move forward. So first and foremost... The greatest opportunity today, today, is if you are a renter. If you are a renter in San Francisco, it is time to talk to your landlord. It is time to potentially upgrade, maybe move to a different portion of San Francisco. What we are seeing in San Francisco and, frankly, New York as well, is people now have options. What we saw in San Francisco before as a renter is you paid through the nose and you basically took what you could get because there was nothing available. What we have seen in San Francisco is, I don't know, a mass exodus might be just slightly too much, but certainly an exodus. And that means if you are happy in the city, if you want to stay in the city, you as a renter, You, for the first time probably since the 80s, have the power. If you are a renter in San Francisco, you have the power today. I have seen many articles talking about at least a 30% price drop. I have seen many articles talking about two months of free rent with a year or perhaps two-year lease. What I would tell you is if you are a renter, and your intention is to rent in San Francisco for years, you might want to sign a long-term lease today. Upgrade, change the city, maybe have one less roommate, whatever you want. But this, this is the time right now to say, I want to get a different rental. I want to live somewhere else in the city. Uh, this is the time. So that is step number one. Next, The next greatest pain and greatest opportunity is going to come from all of these condo towers. I have seen evidence and had friends who live in the city, and some of them live in these very nice condo towers. They are telling me that some are 40 to 50% vacant. 
That is frightening. One of the things that I saw last crash, the great real estate crash of 08, 09, 10, is condos got hit hard. Remember our conversation with Brian Lebo about the Palms in Las Vegas. It got to a point where they can no longer get a loan on the property. If you wanted to buy something at the Palms, you have to pay cash. This can happen in San Francisco. Frankly, it can happen in New York as well. If these condo towers go vacant, you know, 40% vacant, 50% vacant, they will not be able to get a 30-year mortgage on them. Banks will see them as too risky. In addition, if you are in a condo tower, you've got to watch out for HOA fees. If your tenants have left, right, if your residents have left the towers and they're not paying their HOA fee, I've seen many condos go bust, one-time assessments, so be careful. I suspect the greatest pain and IE greatest opportunity in San Francisco condo towers probably starts to come up between April and August of 2021. So this year, but not yet. What needs to happen is we need to figure out who is coming back who left for the year, who is coming back, who is left for good. If there is a condo tower that's 50% vacant today, maybe it will be 30% vacant in the summer. That's the big question about the condo towers. But I suspect there will be some that are too vacant. Lenders will back away, and thus you'll only be able to sell to cash buyers at which time prices will come down because obviously no leverage. That is something I see coming. Let's talk about single family homes. Single family homes, you know, with a yard in San Francisco are not all that prevalent, uh, but the ones that are there are ridiculously expensive, millions of dollars. When I think about single family homes, if you're going to live in the city and your intention is to live there for decades, you know, values probably won't come down that much, but you're going to have some options. But the homes are, for the most part, pretty old, right? They may have been remodeled over the last couple of decades, but they are pretty old because there's not a lot of space. Where I think the greatest risk in single-family homes are, are flippers. Flipping in San Francisco has been wildly profitable for the last five to eight years, hundreds of thousands of dollars in profit. Buy low, spend three, four hundred grand in repairs or remodel, sell and put six figures in the bank. That has been a process that flippers in San Francisco have been executing for years. I suspect with the exodus of employers, the wealth tax that they have adopted, that you are going to see less high-income earners choose to live in San Francisco. So you're going to see some exodus, yes, but most importantly and most dangerous to San Francisco is you're going to have less affluent come to San Francisco. They're going to go to Napa or they're going to go to some other place around San Francisco. San Francisco government has enacted wealth taxes that make it less interesting for the affluent to move there. So I think they've inadvertently hurt themselves. They've shot themselves in the foot. 
And I think flippers who have a very nice track record in years of profit are probably in for a tough year or so. And if they have hard money loans, they can, uh, they can be in some big trouble. And then, you know, that there's two more things to kind of talk about. The next one is kind of storefronts, right? If you are just like if you're a renter or a renting, you know, a property in San Francisco as a tenant, I think if you want to open a small business, now is the time. San Francisco has a lot of closed up, boarded up um, small businesses. There are landlords hungry to fill them. If you are going to do that, it's time to get discounts and long-term leases and six months free and all of those kinds of things. San Francisco as a city, as I've reported many times, has lots of problems. Crime is on the rise. Homelessness is on the rise. But if your intention is to open a business in San Francisco, now is the time to get uh, those long-term leases and things of that nature. And then lastly, I will call multifamily. And I'm really talking about duplexes through maybe 10 units, something of that nature. There are lots of what is often referred to as mom and pop landlords. A lot of them have owned in San Francisco. A lot of them have profited for decades in San Francisco because supply is low, rents are high, and it just kept going up and up and up. They didn't have to remodel. They can squeeze cash and profit out of their multifamily. Well, as we just talked about in the beginning, the party is over. I suspect there's a couple of things we are going to see in mom and pop investors in multifamily. One, lots of folks in multifamily properties, what they are what they had done and lived on is they kept they refinanced their properties every five to ten years. So while they may have owned it for 20, 40, 60 years, right? Family wealth, what they did is they went back to the bank. And they refinanced it and pulled equity out every five years, for example. Some of them are now negative cash flow, what I call an alligator. There are folks in San Francisco, because they got a loan in 2019, that are now feeding alligators because they are 50% vacant and 70% non-payment and just some really, really tragic numbers. That is going to be a problem. So what I think is going to happen for them is they are going to be interested in selling uh, because they are uh, finance. They don't want to keep, you know, taking money out of the bank. There could be some foreclosures in them. Banks could take them back. It'll be interesting to see if it's residential, meaning fourplex or less, or commercial. And there are other categories in commercial right do they uh, go into technical default um, do they ha- are they personally guaranteed things of that nature then there are the frustrated landlords california and san francisco in particular is anti-landlord anti-capitalism it wants to preach sunshine unicorns and rainbows and give everything away I suspect if you are a new investor and you want to invest in San Francisco, I suspect 
this is going to be the time to look for owner finance deals. A lot of these landlords that have been in the game don't have debt. They didn't go back and extract capital. If you can find them, maybe you're doing mailers, maybe you're doing direct mail, maybe you're cold calling or texting. I would be offering or trying to structure owner finance deals in San Francisco. Because what they will do is they will become the bank, which is more structured, more guaranteed income for them. They still can take the asset back if you don't pay. And lastly, they no longer have the headache of California and San Francisco government. I suspect if you are a landlord in San Francisco of a duplex through 10 units and you're over 60, you're like, I'm done. This place is crazy. It's no longer fun to be a landlord. I'm being asked to do everything and pay my property taxes and people can stay for a year and not pay me and all of these other things. I suspect there's going to be opportunities to create seller or owner financing, but you got to find them. They may be buried behind LLCs or trusts and things of that nature. Grow your network, talk to brokers, figure out who they are, and go look for owner or seller financing. But realize, San Francisco is going to be in pain for a couple of years. But I do think it will come back. I do think the greatest time to buy is when there is most stress. And San Francisco's got some stress. So in the end, I do think San Francisco real estate, for the most part, is going to crash. It is going to have a price adjustment. Single-family homes probably are the safest, meaning ones with yards and you know all space and all of that. But ta- condos, trouble. Multifamily, trouble. Um, you know, renters getting discounts and months free and things of that nature. So that's what I think is going on in San Francisco. You pretty much can rinse and repeat all of that for New York. Uh, I think all of that is very true in New York or Manhattan as well. Let me know what you think. Leave a comment below. What did I miss? What are you thinking? Have a wonderful day. I'm going to go hit my first workout of 2021. Take care. Bye-bye.